Section four of Essays, Book One. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Martin Giessen. Essays, Book One by Michel de Montaigne. Translated by Charles Cotton that the soul expends its passions upon false objects where the true are wanting a gentleman of my country marvellously tormented with the gout being importuned by his physicians totally to abstain from all manner of salt meats was wont pleasantly to reply that in the extremity of his fits he must needs have something to quarrel with and that railing at and cursing one while the bologna sausages and another the dried tongues and the hams was some mitigation to his pain but in good earnest as the arm when it is advanced to strike if it miss the blow and goes by the wind it pains us and as also that to make a pleasant prospect the sight should not be lost and dilated in vague air but have some bound and object to limit and circumscribe it at a reasonable distance when tu sutamitit vires nisi robore densa occurrant silvae spatio diffusus inani as the wind loses its force diffused in void space unless it in its strength encounters the thick wood lucan book three three hundred and sixty two so it seems that the soul being transported and discomposed turns its violence upon itself if not supplied with something to oppose it and therefore always requires an object at which to aim and whereon to act plutarch says of those who are delighted with little dogs and monkeys that the amorous part that is in us for want of a legitimate object rather than lie idle does after that manner forge and create one false and frivolous and we see that the soul in its passions inclines rather to deceive itself by creating a false and fantastical subject even contrary to its own belief than not to have something to work upon after this manner brute beasts direct their fury to fall upon the stone or weapon that has hurt them and with their teeth even execute revenge upon themselves for the injury they have received from another pannonis haud aliter post ictum saevior orsa cui iaculum parva lubis amentavit habena se rotat in vulnus telum quadrata receptum impetit et secum fugientem circuit astam so the she-bear fiercer after the blow from the libyan's thong-hurled dart turns round upon the wound and attacking the received spear twists it as she flies lucan book six two hundred and twenty what causes of the misadventures that befall us do we not invent 
what is it that we do not lay the fault to right or wrong that we may have something to quarrel with it is not those beautiful tresses you tear nor is it the white bosom that in your anger you so unmercifully beat that with an unlucky bullet have slain your beloved brother quarrel with something else livy speaking of the roman army in spain says that for the loss of the two brothers their great captains flere omnes repentet offensare capita all at once wept and tore their hair livy book twenty five thirty seven tis a common practice and the philosopher bion said pleasantly of the king who by handsful pulled his hair off his head for sorrow does this man think that baldness is a remedy for grief cicero tusculani quaestiones book three twenty six who has not seen peevish gamesters chew and swallow the cards and swallow the dice in revenge for the loss of their money xerxes whipped the sea and wrote a challenge to mount athos cyrus employed a whole army several days at work to revenge himself of the river gundas for the fright it had put him into in passing over it and caligula demolished a very beautiful palace for the pleasure his mother had once enjoyed there translators note pleasure unless plaisir were originally déplaisir must be understood here ironically for the house was one in which she had been imprisoned seneca de ira book three twenty two i remember there was a story current when i was a boy that one of our neighbouring kings note probably alfonso the eleventh of castile having received a blow from the hand of god swore he would be revenged and in order to it made proclamation that for ten years to come no one should pray to him or so much as mention him throughout his dominions or so far as his authority went believe in him by which they meant to paint not so much the folly as the vainglory of the nation of which this tale was told they are vices that always go together but in truth such actions as these have in them still more of presumption than want of wit augustus caesar having been tossed with a tempest at sea fell to defying neptune and in the pomp of the circensian games to be revenged deposed his statue from the place it had amongst the other deities wherein he was still less excusable than the former and less than he was afterwards when having lost a battle under quintilius varus in germany in rage and despair he went running his head against the wall crying out oh varus give me back my legions for these exceed all folly for as much as impiety is joined therewith invading god himself or at least fortune as if she had ears that were subject to our batteries like the thracians who when it thunders or lightens 
fall to shooting against heaven with titanian vengeance as if by flights of arrows they intended to bring god to reason though the ancient poet in plutarch tells us point ne se faut courser aux affaires il ne leur chaude toutes nos chaleurs we must not trouble the gods with our affairs they take no heed of our angers and disputes plutarch but we can never enough decry the disorderly sallies of our minds end of section four recording by martin geeson in hazelmere surrey